He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. And every week, Andy Hall's bringing them to you on the Laser Airwaves. This week in Andy's Hall Pass. An award-winning singer, guitarist, and songwriter that is among rock's most decorated treasures. I am thrilled to welcome the one and only Nancy Wilson to the show. Hi, Nancy. Hello there. How are you? I'm doing great. What an honor it is to share the airwaves with you today. (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) Thank you for your time. A storied Hall of Fame career that spans nearly 50 years as a member of the legendary band Heart. And now in a year where the phrase expect the unexpected has never been more relevant, something new that you've never done before, a solo album is on the horizon. That's right. That's right. It should be coming out March 8th, I believe. Is this something that's been on your radar a long time, Nancy? Well, you know, a lot of people have said to me, when are you going to finally do a solo album, just you? And I've always kind of fancied it, the idea. You know, I've done other work outside of heart, like, you know, movie score stuff and, you know, other writing with other people for other projects. But because of, you know, the situation we're all living in right now, and because I've got a nice music space in my new house and northern california because i can write songs and play guitar and because i have really good microphones and amps and stuff like that i figured now's the right time (laughs) sure i know you had plans for heart to do some touring in 2020 which of course were derailed by the global pandemic as a creative person i'm sure you're always exploring and experimenting with song ideas but has this particular pause button covid19 that is provided this window of opportunity to put a certain amount of focus and energy into this project that you might not have had yes absolutely it's it's what i'd like to call you know the blessing inside the curse Mm. It's, it's the blessing in disguise because it's almost being like forced to slow down and to like kind of notice your interior dialogue you know and um i can kind of relate back to my earlier self when i was you know a young songwriter out of college and joined heart and started writing songs with ann and sue ennis and so it's um it's a it's a blessing for sure and you know and sort of never going out out your front door hardly at all you know it's uh it's a great escape hatch to have a musical space to to go into to travel <laughs> Let's talk about the album itself. Seven new original songs and your take on Bruce Springsteen's Anthem of Hope, The Rising, which we'll cover in a bit. No pun intended, Nancy. Um, (laughs) But in terms of your original music, you're writing the songs, you're playing guitar on them all and singing as well. How do you know what song ideas might be more appropriate for Heart versus the songs you've created for this solo album? Or are they interchangeable? Oh, I think there's probably some songs on this album that I could do with Heart. Though there's, you know, one song I wrote in the 90s that I'm bringing to this album. I wrote it for Lane Staley while he was still around. It's called The Dragon. And um, it it was just one of those kind of songs that didn't really fit into the heart format at all. So now it's got a beautiful poem to live in, you know, on this album. And it's, uh, it's just interesting. Like some songs would really work with heart. Some probably would really not work with heart. 
But I think the rising would definitely work with heart. For sure. Let's talk about that and why the boss inspired you to reimagine that particular song for this album. What was it? Well, last year I got to go to New York and watch him do his Springsteen on Broadway show. Oh, cool. Like his one-man show. And it was so enlightening to see him, just one guy with a guitar or with a piano, you know, interpret those beautiful songs without all the production around it. Because a lot of times, you know, early Bruce on the radio, like, you know, you could hardly make it out what it, what the words were, how cool they were. And so, because um, he had that Bruce accent. And so I got in, way into a Bruce binge and I got into the, the, the next album he put out right after the Broad, Springsteen on Broadway thing called Western Stars, which is an incredibly great album. And then he did a film, a live film version of it with an orchestra in his 100-year-old barn, which is amazing, too. Mm. So I've just been like, and now he's about to come out with another letter to you thing. So, you know, I just started like calling through his beautiful songs and trying to narrow down maybe which one I could make a run at. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and the rising just worked. It just really works. You know, I think you just coined a new phrase, at least a hashtag on Twitter, Bruce Binge. First time I've ever heard that before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As a yeah. Uh, fan of music myself, and uh, the boss and I actually share a birthday, September 23rd, which is interesting, but um, I might have to go on a Bruce Binge of my own, Nancy, now that you mentioned you know, it. <laughs> you gotta watch. you got to watch the film, you got to watch the the show that they made of Springsteen on Broadway. It's It's spectacular. It really is. Both of those are, um, yeah. You alluded to Seattle a bit ago in a song you wrote for the late, great Lane Staley. Being a Seattle-based artist, and how, regardless of where your travels have taken you, no matter where you hang your hat in terms of what home is for a touring artist, you've always remained active within that city and its music scene. So many artists that were part of the 90s explosion revere you and your sister as not only peers but friends. What is it about yeah. Seattle that never left you? Oh, I think that was um, being a military brat in the Marine Corps. We did a lot of moving, a lot, a lot of moving. And we lived in Camp Pendleton a number of times. And it was in the era before, really, before air conditioning. So, you know, as a kid, I just remember being out in the desert under the, you know, the anvil of the sun. And when we when we were stationed in Seattle, near Seattle, it, the rain was just so welcome. And the moisture was so welcome. And, you know, it was just sort of a visceral thing that a young kid would, I've always grown to love the fact that there's so much moisture in the air. I mean, maybe a little too much moisture in the air at times. <laughs> sure. Because it stopped, never stops raining. But, um, yeah, so there was just a big love of Seattle I really call it my homeland. Thinking back over your career as an artist, have ideas ever come to you at inopportune times? There are so many amazing stories out there about guys like Jimi Hendrix who would have have an idea come to him in a dream and he'd jot it down on an empty cigarette pack near his bed. Or Freddie Mercury yeah. getting the inspiration for crazy little thing called love while taking a bath. Has anything like that ever happened to you? <laughs> yeah, that, that'll happen. 
you know, if you're kind of in bed trying to doze off and some idea rolls into your head and you're like, no, I was about to to relax. Um, I was almost asleep, damn it. But, um, But I used to have a piano next to my bed and a couple of times I just record little little doodads into my phone, you know, either on piano or just singing a melody. And then the next day test comes along and you're like, what was that again? <laughs> I couldn't even make it out. What, even if, you know, I didn't put enough context into it to know what it was later a couple of times. But then there's been other things like for scoring music for movies where a couple of those type melodies came in very handy for themes and melodies and stuff. I bet it's interesting for you being around as long as you have. Technology is such now that it's much easier to bank ideas and have a digital record of it with what smartphones can do, as you alluded to, iPads, etc. Are these things you utilize pretty regularly when the urge to be creative hits you? Well, I'm not very good with tech. I mean, what I'm good at is, you know, just do basic analog type stuff mainly. But I do have like a, a setup here with a little interface called the Spire system, and it's got six tracks. And with a with an iPad, you know, you can you can record and you can upload and send stuff. And so that's basically what I've been doing. I have a, I have a friend who's a real pretty good techie who's tested negative, of course, but um, mm. <laughs> yeah. So we we get together most days, and then in exchange for her, you know, assistance. Uh, I usually cook dinner for us. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> you know, and so yeah, we hang out, and we at five o'clock we usually we break, and I we go have a toast, and then we have dinner. So it's a it's a real you know civilized way, but it's coming along. I mean, it takes longer. Would you passing files? between, you know, me that I'm making to the other guys in the band, mostly the harp players Mm -hmm. that are playing with me and for me. Um, But it's really gratifying when it starts to come together and sound really nice. It's really wonderful. I'm really happy I'm doing it. Not happy about why I'm doing it, Mm. but I feel really lucky that sort of forced in a way, forced my hand to be able to do it. When do you know a song is ready? Like, are you a tinkerer, Nancy? Do you do you constantly tinker with songs before they finally get recorded and, and put out? Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, you know, there was this one jam that Ryan Waters and Ben Smith, you know, they had put this jam down that was really appealing to me. And I was like, okay, but there's no, it needs structure. Hmm. I want to write this song, but can you take this part and move it over to that bit and then make this twice as long, but get rid of that completely in that spot, you know. So just rearranging, and then for the lyrics for that one, it took me five attempts to just line up the right words that weren't too, you know, dark or or angry or this or that. So now it's called Get Ready, and it's almost ready. There you go. 
I've had to write it about five times over. Other stuff rolls right out. Lastly, real quick, uh, and I really appreciate your time. I happened to catch some of your tribute to the late, great Eddie Van Halen on another platform recently. And oh, yeah. I caught a story you shared about gifting something to him in the very early days of Van Halen, <laughs> something that surprisingly he did not have in his arsenal. Can you share that story with my listeners, please? Oh, of course I can. Um, it's my favorite Eddie story to tell. <laughs> we were opening for Van Halen and tra- traveling with Van Halen for a while. And uh, he was telling me one time, I really like the way you play your acoustic guitar. And I say, well, gosh, you know, coming from you, that means a lot. And But how come you never play acoustic? And, and he said, well, I don't really have an acoustic. I'm like, what? You've got one now because I'm handing you this one. And then so later, the next morning, getting light early hours, oh, dark 30. He calls my hotel room because we didn't have cell phones right then mm-hmm. <laughs> yet. And I picked up and he's like, Nancy, listen to this. I've been up all night. <laughs> and he played, of course he had been up all night. And uh, he played me this really beautiful, just excellent, gorgeous piece of almost like a rock classical, you know, instrumental piece and uh i'm like oh my god i've never heard anything quite like that you know and i guess i still have no idea if he ever recorded that you have to record that but if if it exists somewhere you know we'll probably find out wow now that he's not here around anymore but he was the sweetest sweet as they come and just a genuine, wonderful guy. And, you know, he had a three-mile smile all the time. Mm. <laughs> That's an amazing story. I thank you for sharing that and everything else. Your time with me today is much appreciated. We're really looking forward to the solo album, Nancy. It comes out early 2021. You Did you give me a month there? Did I miss that? Yeah, well, we, we were hearing about March 8th or somewhere right, right around in there. Perfect. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thanks, thanks, Andy, for having me. It was my pleasure. It was my honor. I would love to have you back again sometime. Thank you. Well, let's do that. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Have a great day. All right. Okay. Thanks a lot.